Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. There are a lot of things about Kentucky that I like. I've been to Kentucky many, many times. It's a beautiful, beautiful state, really wonderful people, uh, a really great place to go. I had the honor of having uh, Adrian Southworth, who was a state senator in Kentucky on my show. I was referred uh, to her by another individual who said, you got to talk to her. She's great. And I also came across this group, the Kentucky Young Republican Federation. And I said, this is right up my alley. Uh, Young people, really strong people, really great convictions. And it's my pleasure today to have Wallace Stanfield on from the Kentucky uh, Young Republican Federation. She is the executive director. Wallace, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Absolutely. I'm really, really glad that you did. So tell everybody about your organization, the Kentucky Young Republican Federation. Tell us about it. Sure. So in a nutshell, the Kentucky Young Republican Federation acts as like this bridge between the Republican Party of Kentucky and the young Republicans in the state aged 18 to 40 um, through support, like through their chartered regional clubs, through establishing networks of friendship and conservative fellowship and supporting youth political engagement, whether that's through volunteering or political engagement leadership trainings or um, youth candidates running for office. Um, this age group is really important to engage with and is, I think, often overlooked um, in the political landscape, um, quite detrimentally, actually, um, just because these are new voters. These are young adults who, you know, might be going to college and being exposed to different ideologies in a new academic setting um, or joining, joining the workforce for the first time and are experiencing on their own Um, what it's like to really be impacted by tax policies or new local government ordinances or state and federal regulations um, in their workplaces and where they live. Um, And this is this young, this young um, generation is really where many people are getting married or building families. And because so much political education happens in the home, whether this is overtly or indirectly, um, they are teaching their children core human values and about society and what shapes are ours in the United States, as well as the political system. Um, So engaging with youth and educating this demographic is really important um, to us and is really what the mission of the Kentucky Young Republican Federation is all about. It's excellent. And as I was looking on the on your website, I mean, you guys have a, a number of different, I guess, I, I guess you call them chapters. Is, is that the, is that correct? Like Buffalo Trace area, Young yeah. Republicans, Central Kentucky. So even if you're not, uh, you, you don't have to live in one specific area, you can be part of your, your group, depending on where you live in the state, correct? Exactly. We have, I think, about four charter clubs right now, and we're working on a fifth one currently. Um, but even if you're not part of a charter club, we still work with um, university, campus, uh, Republican, you know, college Republicans. We work with county parties um, because they all have to have a youth chair or a youth wing. Um, so we work with a lot of different people. Um, That's really great. That's awesome. So tell me about you personally. How did you get involved in um, in your, this group? That's a really great question. It, I kind of, my engagement kind of snowballed um, for meeting people and finding out how I could get involved in a way that I felt was really impactful. A little bit about me, um, born and raised in Kentucky, um, grew up on a farm, um, really love my hometown and my home state. Um, I went to college at Auburn University in Alabama. And from there, I got a master of public administration degree, um, as well as a concentration election administration, because I discovered that I've always sort of 
enjoyed the behind the scenes administration of government and in the public sector. In 2020, I um, began working for the International Republican Institute in Washington, D.C., which just works to advance democracy overseas, um, as well as political participation and inclusion of all sorts of groups of people. And then in 2021, like a lot of individuals in my position or my age, I decided to telework because I was fortunate enough to be able to do so. And I decided to move back home for a while. So with all of this kind of backstory, um, I've always enjoyed um, engaging and working sort of behind the scenes work. And so when I moved back home, I again wanted to find out how I could get involved in a really impactful way. And so this snowballed from talking to some connections to joining the newly minted Buffalo Trace Area Young Republicans group as their secretary, and then becoming the youth chair of the Lewis County Republican Party, and then getting connected with the state federation um, and working with their leadership team to serve in a role that we thought would be most beneficial um, both to them and for myself and very fulfilling on both sides. And so I was I was really honored to be elected um, to the position of executive director and help guide its um, strategic direction as well as build its capacity to find ways to best serve young Republicans, both in the pre-election and post-election phases for the next year. No, that's great. That's that's a great story. So I want to get into uh, some of the sort of general issues uh, that that we all, as I guess, citizens, but not, not just Republicans, but citizens in all states face, right? There, there are many, most issues it seems today are national issues. They affect us, everyone in every way. Obviously, there are some unique issues for different states. And we could talk about the the state uniqueness in a second. But for you personally, let's start with you personally. What are are the top two, three, whatever you want issues that really, really you're passionate about and really drive you? Sure. I think for me, if I was going to narrow it down to, I think it would be um, political inclusivity as well as voter education um, or citizen education. I think those are really important um, to be informed members of society um, and and, and just to operate in that space. You know, I, I believe that youth want to get engaged and want to be active, but they don't know how to. And so part of my job with the Kentucky Young Republican Federation is to provide those opportunities and those, those opportunities for connection and um, engagement and growth for them. And, and in that, you know, promoting the inclusivity of youth voices in political, just political participation in general. And so bridging youth with our representatives um, and with opportunities to to be able to speak and have a voice at the table um, is really important to me. And then in terms of the voter education kind of side of that, um, and the there's just a lot of disinformation right out there um, and confusing messaging, whether that's being peddled through the media or social media or at the family holiday dinner table with Uncle Ted. And so wanting our young Republicans to have access to correct and updated information and feel educated um, on the policies that are happening, on the social issues, on current candidates up for election, you know, um, just so they can go into those discussions and those conversations and confidently advocate um, and make informed decisions um, in, in whatever space that they find themselves in. So I'd say those are the two top issues to me in this work um, is inclusivity as well as voter education. So when Uncle Ted at uh, Thanksgiving dinner uh, I don't know if you have a real Uncle Ted, but everyone everyone does, uh, and and he is has misinformation, as you said. If we are presuming that Uncle Ted is maybe older and and a little outdated, uh, he has maybe maybe an excuse as to why he's uninformed. The youth, 
don't, right? There, there is, everything is at our fingertips. Even, you know, I'm not, I'm 46, I'm not old, but I'm not young. Uh, we didn't have phones. We didn't have smartphones when I was in college. And even after college, we didn't have that kind of stuff where literally search anything you want in th at the drop of a hat and find out information. How, how do you think that the youth are uninformed? I think they are informed. And this is just me personally. I think they're informed and informed because they currently feel kind of stifled by our um on one hand, we have so many um, opportunities to find information, so many avenues we can use, whether those are platforms on social media, um, tons of different online app, you know, websites and things like that. But at the same time, um, I think we are kind of being catty cornered into this, um, these two kind of pieces of media or two big media conglomerates, you could, you know, say. And so needing to encourage youth to go to other sources to fact check themselves, to fact check their friends or their family members, I think is really important. Um, so they don't rely on just what they're hearing from one or two main television stations, or two, one or two media sites, um, but that they, they are doing their homework um, and they are um, becoming uh, literate both in the media and in politics so that they can make really informed decisions um, based on the information that they do see and that's presented to them. Um, and that way they can go into those conversations with Uncle Ted at home at Thanksgiving and, you know, politely debate or um, bring up counterpoints to um, his argument. Yeah, that, that's great. I think, yeah, that's a struggle that there is so much misinformation or people who, uh, you know, espouse certain beliefs and, and philosophies, but they don't know why they believe it. They don't have the background. And yes, encouraging people to say, fact check it yourself, research it yourself. If you're engaging with someone and they seem to to beat you in the argument, well, go and, and learn more about it and see if you can find more. I, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, that's certainly something everyone should do. So um, have you always been a conservative? Is that always been, you know, did you grow up that way? Um, you know, I, I would say I definitely grew up as a conservative and I've always been registered as a Republican, but I don't think I've always been like 100% conservative in the traditional sense. And even if I do have a lot of the same core values as the Republican Party has, and I think that's really okay because our American society and our democracy, um, they are dynamic and they are multifaceted. And um, neither or none of the parties that exist, I know we, we often speak in the neither term because we have to, you know, we're largely bipartisan, um, but there really are quite a few parties out there. Um, no political party is perfect, right? And so with that and sort of my my work and my experience, you know, I I think we're all small D Democrats, right? Um, so we don't live in autocracy um, and we're all trying to work for the public good and act on behalf of the common good. And even if how we choose to implement it um, doesn't always align um, <laughs> with with what's real, uh, the reality of things. Um, and so with the Republican Party, you know, being a proud member of it, um, the party wants to be inclusive of the various facets of conservatism, um, whether you find yourself on the right side, the middle side, anywhere in between, and really being able to recognize that sort of multifaceted nature of myself and politics um, in general, I think really enables me to serve in this position as the executive director um, and, and helps us encourage and accept a relative diversity of 
of views amongst young Republicans. So that was a long answer to to your question. No, good. Absolutely. So also going going back to the youth, I mean, what do you see out there are the top couple issues that that the youth seems to be most passionate about? You know, that's that's a really great question. And I feel like if you're going to you might ask a hundred different people and they're going to say a hundred different things. Right. And you might look at a ton of different polls and see different answers. But I would say, you know, my assessment would be that some of the most appealing issues to youth today um, do seem to uh, um, revolve around human rights and justice, um, the economy, certainly as we see inflation and costs rising. And I think the environment as well um, are things. Um, and these aren't, necessarily bipartisan things, right? Or partisan things, I should say. And and you can see this this appeal and this interest by youth in these issues in the way that activism has absolutely blossomed in the last couple of years, whether that's been um, online, if that's been in the streets, if that's been on college campuses, um, or youth wings sprouting up in different parties and different organizations and things like that. Um, and just this is just really showing that when it comes down to it, youth want to have a space at the table and want to have their voices um, heard in the conversations. So, staying with the youth, what what are the issues do you think that they struggle with the most as the Republican Party? So maybe they're they're a Republican, or they're maybe you see they're close to being a Republican, but there's an issue that they just don't like that the Republicans think. I think we see a lot of that sort of cherry picking of um, different values or ideas or I- ideals on different sides of of um, the parties that that lead to those sorts of conflicts and internal sh- internal struggles in how you identify politically or how you perform politically. You know, I think our generation is is really hopeful and really optimistic, whether we're talking about Gen Zs or millennials or whomever. But at the same time, we can we can see and acknowledge um, that there is some hypocrisy and corruption that does exist. Um, whether that's in our political structures, our government institutions, um, things like that, and and that we see sort of like a great reckoning of what served us in the past and what's not currently serving us in the 21st century. Um, and so with this, I'd say another issue that youth struggle with, and, and I understand that I, I probably come at this with a certain perspective because I also do sort of work in a non-governmental space in the public sector, but that I'd say that you know government and our representatives don't always see our views or incorporate our views in policy um, or how they are rep- representing us in, in legislature, um, for example. And so it's really hard for us to sort of maintain trust in our political systems and see that, okay, yes, our voice, our votes are counting, even when um, we might not see, like I said, our interests reflected in policy. You know, again, like I said, speaking for myself, I kind of work in this space and I even struggle with that sometimes, even though I, at the end of the day, I try to remember like what the goals are, what the ideals are that we're all striving for as part of the party and, and um, try to just see the forest for the trees. Well, I, I would say that it's, it's understandable, especially for younger people to be frustrated at the, at the system, right? There, there's corruption, there's like politicians are a lot of times all talk. They say one thing to get into office and then they get there and then they have every excuse for not doing it. Uh, you, you see massive spending and and craziness, and I could. It's frustrating as as someone who's older to feel like, why do I even vote, right? Or what what does it matter? They're both parties are the same, um, and I and I think that's why we. My personal opinion is we we have to demand 
the utmost from our politicians and demand honesty, demand action, and hold them accountable if they don't. And, you know, it's hard. And But groups Absolutely. like yours are are empowering young people to do that and get involved and uh, elect the right kind of people because that's what we need. And uh, I think that's excellent. I'm glad you guys are doing that. Um, the, the, the final area I'd love to get your perspective on as a young person. I realize you're not that young, but you're younger than me. So we'll, and you're part of Kentucky Young Republican Federation. So, um, so tell me about socialism. We hear a lot about socialism, big government, you know, whatever ultimately we want to call it. The whole idea is that government is in charge. Government, essentially government agencies tell us what to do, how to live, where to go, uh, high taxes, high regulation, massive spending, government in charge of healthcare, education, you you name it and so on. And it's very, very attractive. Let's face it to a lot of people, but, but the youth, it, it seems like the youth more so than, than adult, you know, older individuals. So what is so attractive? What do you see out there when you're, you're with your fellow young people? Yeah, you bring up a really great point. Um, and, you know, I think this has kind of been socialism has sort of been misapplied um, in the last couple of years, um, or at the same time, strategically capitalized upon by certain groups, what you know, what the traditional form of socialism is, and what the sort of new, modern version of socialism with that, that has that's sort of taken in, um, in sort of the liberal agenda. Um, you know, I think, in terms of um, reasons that youth are leaning towards the left um, and socialism currently. Um, I think it, it goes to a couple a couple of different things. Um, social welfare, I think, is appealing because at our core, we all want, you know, sort of a perfect society where no one's struggling or no one is dealing with issues or or they are without basic necessities, right? But, you know, as, as I think was kind of driven into my head and probably certainly your head when you were younger, um, there's definitely a difference between a handout and a hand up. And ultimately things cost money and the gov- we can't rely on the government to pay for everything, right? So I think that's one sort of issue that's led to this. Um, and I think another is that I'd say, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier that youth are sort of tired of old guard politicians or business leaders um, acting corruptly and keeping power, uh, keeping power and influence and prioritizing that over actually serving the people um, and working on behalf of the people. And so when the Democratic Party or wings within the the Democratic Party um, really spearhead and talk about proposed legislation on term limits or promoting transparency in certain operations or minimizing the wealth gap or systemic issues related to inequality, um, things like that, you know, these these can appeal um, quite a bit to to youth. Um, and I think it does encourage youth to cherry pick parts of their political identity um, from the more uh, liberal and socialist ideologies. And with this, you know, we're still in a pandemic, right? And so that's shed a lot of light on inequalities that exist in the healthcare sector, in food security, education, other sort of socioeconomic spaces. And it's also shown what government intervention, as you sort of mentioned, can look like when we talk about mask and uh, vaccine mandates or shutdowns and border controls and and COVID relief. And so we've had a lot of major events in the last 10 years um, that have, I think, incubated these sorts of seemingly new to me at least, shift in politics um, to 
to the more sort of intense, more extreme and far less balanced uh, places in our political spectrum, right? I'm a bit of a poll nerd. So I do have a poll to just briefly talk about with you. Um, According to this really neat Axios poll that was conducted last summer, um, youth perceptions of capitalism. So specifically talking for Gen Zs and millennials have dropped substantially. (laughs) And while um, most Americans still view capitalism more favorably, um, the gap has really shrunk between the two in the last years. So I think in response to this sort of wave of neo-socialism that we've talked about, um, Republican Party leadership and political leadership in general, they really do need need to pay more attention to what youth are looking for um, from them and how they and we being in my position um, with the Federation can be responsive, particularly as we head into these next very important election cycles this year. Uh, and I think I wonder if, too, if your uh, point about the the need for education and uh, would help for people to yeah. have a proper understanding of capitalism versus socialism. Right. And I think I think a lack of education on the issues is is rampant among every age group. Unfortunately, even though, as we talked about, the information is everywhere at your fingertips, you know, so, uh, you know, there's probably some deeper issues that people have when it comes to these things. So, okay, so so this has been really, really great. Where uh, can people find you? your group and in your organization and get involved if they want to is the best place the your website yeah absolutely so we just launched our new website a couple of weeks ago if not you know two a month or so ago um and i highly suggest if you're in kentucky to check it out for more information about our organization um if you want to connect with your local club we have that contact information there um our website is www.kentuckyyr.com um we're also on facebook so if you use facebook you can just search kentucky young republican federation and you'll find us there too and then if you're not from the state of kentucky every single state has their own young republican federation so i would encourage everyone to just check out their um their local their state's federation um and see how they can get involved if they want to be so absolutely it's uh, kentuckyyr.com uh, please go check it out and uh, Facebook as well. You know, you, you just you could uh, obviously connect and then and then you'll get updates on all sorts of things on social media about events and locations and uh, things that you can get involved in. And, and if you're listening in, in your uh, ages 18 to 40, because that's what it says here is that mm-hmm. that your group includes so i'm i'm a little bit over that uh that's okay though no jerry we'll make you we'll make us we'll make a special exemption for you you can join you can be an honorary younger person yeah you'd have to exempt me on age state and state and age yeah that's okay though i because that i i've been to kentucky <laughs> enough times that i i'm practically uh, a citizen but uh no i love it so uh so yeah definitely check out kentuckyyr.com check out all the social medias media uh, sites as well and that'll help connect you wallace stanfield executive director of the kentucky young republican federation thanks a ton for being here thank you jerry i appreciate it my pleasure and uh thank all of you for listening to this episode of feed ace podcast please check out all my podcasts on all the different podcast apps youtube rumble and 7 p.m eastern on rightamericamedia.com for some of my video podcasts so Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay.
It's the same story.